A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique, and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. I'm going to get out the fish. People are going to be like, what? And she's going to be like, what? And then I just slap her in the face with the fish and that's it. That was my plan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. If you don't know me yet, my name is Tegla. And some people call me the toxic spider. And I'm a natural-born world shaker. So you better watch me now. the toxic spider how are you doing hey i'm good how are you i'm very well thank you i should really be announcing you as the as the stardom champion the toxic Ooh, spider. yeah that's that, true does that feel S-W-A. does that feel weird to say does that feel weird to say now or is it are you cool with it what, what do you mean what do you mean being the champion yeah <laughs> why why wouldn't that be cool to say that is I, the coolest thing to say. I don't know whether it would just feel a bit surreal for somebody that you know you've been you've been doing what you do for for a while over in Japan now, and right. there you are, top of the tree. Like I don't know whether there was a surrealness to it or whether, uh, as I as I as I kind of get the the impression, it's just hey, of course I'm the champion. Um, to be very honest with you, it's a little bit like that. The last thing you said, it's like yeah, of course. Like what else would I be? I know what you mean. It's super fast. Like I got it after uh, after less than a month. You know, I got the title. Um, I got the challenge for the vacant title after like two weeks or something. So that's crazy. And then like winning is not so much of a surprise to me. It's like also in Japan, I've held a couple of titles. So I don't know. I don't. I I do have that. I don't know self esteem by now. <laughs> But that's lovely to hear, though, that you have. Like we're we're chatting today uh, as you uh, you've not long checked into a hotel in Osaka because the road the grind never oh. stops the tour never stops. Uh, how's um so w- is there a normal routine? Because it's the end of the day uh, for you in Osaka right now. Is there sort of a wind down routine that you'll be doing if you weren't talking to me? Mm, not really. Like I think I'm also just getting used to everything. Like um like checking into the hotel. I mean, that's usually around the same time, but then what I do after is a little bit, usually I go out for dinner with like Julia and the other DDM girls. And then, I don't know, I just I just get ready, take a bath, get something, I don't know, from the convenience store or whatever. Not really. Like I want to, I want to try going to the gym actually before, like before the night is over. But usually like after these long rides, I just get, I just get a little bit tired. So, yeah, if I were, you know, as a champion, that's probably something I should do. 
is there is there a gym in the area that you've already spotted that you're going to go to yeah there's like a gold gym i think i think like half an hour away from here so i was actually going to go there tonight um check it out i haven't been there yet but it's probably going to be good might go there tomorrow morning though because um we've got like a fan convention and it starts rather late so i should be off in the yeah like around noon You'll have time in the morning to do it. Well, what well what we'll do tonight then before you you wrap up for the day is uh, send you to a desert island, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. Oh shit! Because <laughs> I think that's what we need after the last eighteen awful bloody months we've had is more isolation exactly. from the world. <laughs> We're craving it. We can't get enough of it now that we've had it for so long. (laughs) I just miss not talking to anyone. Um, We're going to send you onto the island with a a DVD featuring three wrestling matches of your choice. Three matches that have some significance to you. Maybe three matches that inspired you. Maybe three matches that still inspire you uh, as as a champion. What would you like your first match to be? So the whole concept of that is a little bit difficult for me because usually how I do things is I like fall in love with a wrestler and then I start looking into shit, right? So I just watch a couple of matches. So I have more like phases, you know, there's not like a match that I always get back to, you know what I mean? So I really like, when I got your message, I really had to think hard, like which one do I take, you know? Um, But there is one match, like my one match that I like to watch a lot is, wait, I got it written down everything. So that is a great Oh, prepped. uh, versus, oh uh, yeah, it's like a little uh, little paper I signed here before. Um, yeah, Great Muta versus Antonio Inoki. That is a 1994. That match I really like to watch a lot. It's like there is like basically there's three matches. They're all Great Muta matches. That's one. Then there's another one uh, with uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, and then there's another one I like to watch. Um, but yeah, I think the Antonio Inoki one. Those two against each other, I've really, I've, I've watched that like five, six times, I think, yeah. Uh, this one, um, like I said, they, they've, they've, they've clashed a few times before, but why this particular Inoki Muta match over others? I don't know. I think it caught my attention just, just the way it starts off. There's something, there's this detail I really like. Like um, Inoki comes down the ramp, right? And uh, Great Muta is already waiting for him. And they're like staring off, you know, like like Muta won't let him pass to the ring. And there's this crazy tension and you can feel it in the crowd also. Like everything is perfect. Like from their expression, it's like so tense. And then Muta steps back after like a minute or something and goes to the ropes and like, like opens the ropes, you know, so Enoki can go through. And the crowd just goes like, oh, you know, and like that, that's just time like, and I was doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched it and, and I was like, I was going the same way, like, oh, you know, it's so <laughs> amazing. You know, like this tension between like Inoki, the, the biggest uh, baby face, maybe. Well, you could, you know, well, we can discuss that. But at that time, right. You know, and then Muta, like the enigma, the mysterious, you know, um scary character that he is you know just just like opening the ropes for him you know Inoki just like trying to figure out if he wants to go through or not I just love that and then like the match the match everything else is just 
brilliant as well. So, so this is the one. I'd like to go back to that. There's, I know there's, is this the one with the with the pile driver through the table? Where like it really ramps up quite quick? Or am I thinking of a different match between these two? Um, that is, isn't that, because I watched today, um, I watched Liger versus Muta as well. And they had that spot. Could it right. be that it's like I may very well be thinking of that one then. I may very well be thinking because that, that was one. crazy. I was also like, Ugh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but but um, I'm gonna say this right from the top. Like um, I went like I'm not good with names usually. Like I'm not good with data. You know, that's the sort of stuff that I would get confused if I hadn't watched it today. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that match. I have no idea. You know. Now that's so. that's cool. But the, but so. When do you remember discovering this particular match for the very first time? That was probably last, no, that was two years ago, I think, uh, when I was living in the Ice Ribbon Dojo. That was uh, for, for like half a year or something. And it was, it was, I think, if I remember correctly, it was just when the pandemic started. And, um, and it was super isolated, like, if we we all know about the isolation during that time, but I wasn't even in my home country, you know, like I was in a in a foreign country by myself. I was living at the dojo by myself, so uh, I and I only had wrestling, and I was like, okay, that tunnel, right? I was only focusing on that, like training twenty hours, thirty hours a, a week, not going out and just watching wrestling after training. And then I, I mean, I knew about Muta before, obviously, but that's, I, I don't know. I was just kind of trying to find um, all like, like old school pro wrestlers that I could just, you know, um, find inspiration from. And then like, just really struck with me. And then I started to watch a, like a bunch of great Muta matches. And that's how I, that's how it started. Yeah. I it think. was, it was the wrestling, the, 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 the passion that 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 is for wrestling in Japan that drew you over there to leave Austria and, and move there. Um, it's it, obviously like the the last eighteen months or so were, were appalling. But is there a, is it weirdly a blessing because in that time where you were in a different country and you were finding your feet in a new place that all you had was wrestling do you think in a weird way that was a blessing because it allowed you to truly hone and craft what you do now listen it's not even in a weirdly way a blessing it's absolutely 100 percent a blessing <laughs> like uh, things could have turned out very very differently like actually it was kind of a um i wasn't even supposed to live there i was supposed to do a tour for six weeks and a week before i left uh shit hit the fan back at home and I just thought, okay, like nobody knew what was going to happen, right? But I was like, wait, I know, I know this is scary, but this might be a chance. <laughs> this, this might be good, you know? Like, and things weren't that bad in Japan at this point. And I was like, hey, I really like it here. Um, and things are bad at home. So why not take the chance? And, you know, what's going to happen? You know? So it was, it was the best thing that could have happened to me, really. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sitting here now. Most likely not, if it wasn't for that mm, pandemic. Let's, let's let's talk about home because um, you're you you're from Austria and were you as big? Were you did you grow up in a in a wrestling family? Was there a lot of love for wrestling when you were growing up there? Not at all. No, 
No, not at all. Like I didn't even like in Austria, I would say wrestling isn't that big. Uh, I didn't come in contact with it at all while I was growing up as a teenager. Um, in my late teens, after I graduated from high school, um, that's when I first went to a show more by accident, really. I was into I was into going to punk shows and stuff. So and then I just randomly walked into a wrestling show that was at the at a local venue and uh was i've immediately fell in love with that with the chaos and the and everything so that's how i became a fan i just from then like i think i was 18 or 19 that's when i started to watch like wwe and then um i think two years later i was like hey let's let's try this 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 might be something for me so you say um you walked into a venue and wrestling was on and that was where you got drawn into it. Were you were you in your band at this point, or had the band come and gone? Mm, I was not in a band yet. I was like, I was. We were like going to a lot of gigs, but I wasn't playing yet. It was more like a. It was a phase in my life where I was more like discovering and looking for shit that I want to do. I think I started being in bands like three or four years later. Like I think I had my first band with twenty one. And, um, but it was like, yeah, I would call it like the research time, you know, just going out and like going to gigs and then going to wrestling shows, you know, just soaking everything up, you know, and then later taking all that knowledge and the things I'd seen, you know, and experienced and then put it into music, put it into wrestling, you know. I was, I mean, we were passionately pursuing that dream. Like I had a couple of bands and we were touring Europe, you know, only like a couple of years ago. It is... Um, I mean, it is, it's hard to say because I, at heart, I'm a musician, you know, like, like uh, being in a, I mean, and then, and then again, music and wrestling and, you know, it's the same energy. It's just, you know, when you do a gig, when you're in the ring, it's very similar. Obviously it's still very different as well, but there is a, you know, the aggression and the, and the, the, the energy and the intensity that gets released during a live, live performance like that, you know, is very similar. And I mean, you know, it's a fact. I am not going to be able to do wrestling forever because at some point my poor old body is just going to give in, you know. Um, so and and I'm I I'm still thinking if if I will if I do have to retire at some point, I might go back into music and then just go full full on because, I mean, music is just as hard on the body and touring is just as painful can be, you know. But uh, it's still at least the next fine, you know. <laughs> No, I think, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's less, there is less, not none, but less neck trauma when you're touring with a band. But it's, 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 it's a physical exhaustion. It's an emotional exhaustion as well. And I think that that's exactly. something that a lot of people think when, when people who don't really get the full picture go, oh, but you just, you go to different places and play music. But it's not because you're on stage and you're performing and you're projecting and you're doing that every night, whether, whether you're feeling, you know, if, if somebody, if, if, if somebody breaks their leg, you don't tell them to run a marathon. If you've, if you're not mentally in the right place, you've still got to go out and project, perform, entertain and give all of that. You say that you, um, when you pick in matches that you don't necessarily look for the matches because you, you fall in love with a certain wrestler or a, or a particular wrestler and you research them. Um, who was the first wrestler that you fell in love with in that sense? Okay. I think that it was probably Rey Mysterio for sure. I, I don't know. It was like a classic, such a classic answer, but I think, I think uh, that's the first, like, you know, after going to that show that got me into wrestling, 
like you know like quick research you know best wrestlers of all time and then just watching stuff and it's like Rey Mysterio was you know it was just the the, the athleticism and and like the the how do you say just it was just super super cool to see also the size like I'm not the I'm not the tallest uh, biggest uh, wrestler myself so that was like hey that's that's a that's a that's a dude who who doesn't have who, who is not like a mountain like a beast you know but it's just really good at what he's doing and and just taking these these mountains down you know that was that was super cool and the mask but then I, I didn't know anything at that point I mean later on it became like um the the girls from the women's revolution like Sasha Banks and Charlotte and or, or like generally that time like 2015 2014 15 16 that's when I was like then that's when we were watching like every week you know uh, all these like raw Smackdown storylines so that was like sort of like wow Sasha Banks that's you know they're so they're also feisty feisty you know it's like really cool um that was very impressive to me at that point you reach a point where you you're discovering these names and and you not only did you love wrestling actually to go back to it very briefly that first show you went to you walked into the venue wrestling was on and you're like wow what is this nonsense uh who was on the show is there anybody <laughs> is there is there anybody that you remember like from that show or, or a spot or a, a bit from that show that stays with you yeah so um the thing was called a rock and roll wrestling bash right so I, we were into rock and roll we didn't know about wrestling it was like hey that, that, that sounds pretty cool and there was like a there was like punk bands playing in between and then you had the wrestling right That's and it was all very flashy like later on i found out that it's like a it's like a german um you know i don't know it's like a couple of wrestlers mostly from germany um and they were touring during that time so i think boris the butcher a guy called boris the butcher was uh, definitely stayed in my in my memory and what he, especially because he was like, he came into the ring and he was carrying around a dead chicken, like a, like a real dead chicken without, without its, its feathers. Right. And he was starting like to, to beat his opponent with the chicken. And, and at some point the chicken just fell apart and it, it just, it was just thrown into the crowd. Right. It's like chicken everywhere, you know, and the audience, like we were all standing at ringside, you know, we, we could like hit the mat. It was crazy. You know, we were just right there. And people in the audience started to throw around parts of the chicken, oh, and it hit my and it hit my friend in the face, and she just turned around. She thought somebody wanted to pick a fight with her, and then she had blood on her face. And I was like, "What the fuck is happening here? <laughs> what is what is this place? This is crazy. What, what, are, you, what are people doing?" <laughs> I was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> I mean, I had, I had. I had never been to anything like that. I had been to crazy punk shows and rock and roll shows, but that was just a little bit too much. I was like, okay, I have to know about this thing. And and honestly, I've never been to a crazy show like that ever again. That was the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in wrestling, I think. But just the, the look on my friend's face, she was like, and then she looks on the ground and it's and she she picks it up and it's this piece of chicken. And she's like, hit me in the face. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then and then i look at my bag and there was like blood from the chicken on my back i was like what i was like this is i like this <laughs> i don't know 
I, I don't know. Call me weirdo. I don't care. No, no I, what I love is a situation <laughs> like that. A situation like that will, for the for the untrained eye, will bring one of two responses: either "This is awful, I'm leaving," or yeah. "How do I? How do I get involved in this? <laughs> do I need to bring my yeah. own chicken?" <laughs> Exactly. Or is it so? Is it supplied? But that's also, a that's also, a phenomenal I thought, I memory. Thought, I, that was my first contact with wrestling. I thought, okay, so this this is wrestling. How did I miss this? How did anybody <laughs> miss this? I mean, I, but don't get me wrong. I wasn't after that experience. I wasn't like um, disappointed that there weren't any more dead chicken flying around. <laughs> you know? It's not like that. It, it's just it, it was just. I think it was so. Uh, I couldn't have gone to a better show for the first time. Getting in contact with wrestling, I'm I'm very happy about that. Love that story. I quite like <laughs> the idea of you turning up to your first training day with a chicken, just going. I don't know where we need this. Uh, I, I don't know whether you supply them. <laughs> so enough. I need to um, bring my own. Exactly. <laughs> it's like as far as I know, that's that's a thing. Um, <laughs> don't need it. Sure, you sure? I got it. I'll put it in the fridge. It's already though. here. Might might as well use it. <laughs> I should have done it. <laughs> it's still time. Time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I once once like last year I was I was in a I was in a storyline and I actually wanted to use a dead fish, but right? it was during Corona. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And and it was during Corona and they were like, you can't, you don't. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I just had this brilliant idea of disrespecting my opponent with like hitting her. So what would you have you done? Know, so um, so talk, me, big... talk me through the spot. <laughs> what would you have done? I would have had like I, I sometimes like back in the day, back in the day, like last year even, I bring out this mystery bag. You know, it says mystery, and nobody knows what's in there, and it's like I don't know. It's like weird shit that I that I used to attack my opponents with. You know. And I thought, I don't know, it fit, it fit the storyline, it fit the angle. I was like, hey, I'm going to, you know, just get out the fish. People are going to be like, what? And she's going to be like, what? And then I just slap her in the face with the fish and that's it. That was my plan. But, but it was too difficult to go through with it. Yeah. Is it, was it because I, it yeah, was the height of COVID? Is that why they said no to the fish slapping yeah. spot? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So is this something we could revisit? <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Let's get your second match. For your DVD, so we've had uh, we've had Antonio Doki versus the Great Muta uh, for your first one. What's the yeah. second one going to be? The second one is um, it's actually three matches, but it's also one. It's more or less it's uh, Rick Flair versus uh, Ricky Steamboat, um, nineteen eighty nine. It's it's basically the rivalry, right? I really like that. That's I chose that because I'm a I'm a Ric Flair fan. Like I like last year I read the biography and it's just like um trying to trying to learn um i don't know like i I wanted to i just wanted to say like trying to learn how to be a heel but you can learn everything from rick flair he's just so absolutely incredible and i just love how those two like the chemistry is just amazing it's it's so good to see like even if I'm tired and I'm just just watching by the side doing something else and it's like it, I just get drawn into it I'm like this is so beautiful like just the way when he when he when he gets um you know when he gets shot off to the corner and then he just flips over the corner and then he's outside the ring and then he runs you know on the apron and then you know that's out and it's like this is amazing this is so cool it's like ah oh, I just I just rewatch it I think the first time I saw it I just stopped I was like hold on hold on and I went back and then I watched it like 30 times and it was the most at that point it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen <laughs> which was and hilarious at the same time which was the part that you was there a particular part that you say that you watched 30 times over yeah 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 like like where he where he where he gets shot into the corner and he flips like how do you say sorry for my for my all over the place English and um, he just flips over the corner right Yes. Like, um, yeah, he flips over the corner and he's outside and he holds the rope and then he runs on the apron. Right. And is that, is that then and he then runs on the apron and runs up time. the turnbuckle? Does he, or does he run yeah, on the he, apron and then get knocked off the apron? I think, I think, I think the first time I saw it, maybe he got up. And then maybe it was the clothesline. Maybe, it, I don't remember. I don't remember which one it was, but maybe it was the clothesline. Um, I think. I think because he's got this speed, right? He's like, vroom, vroom, and then he runs like nothing has happened. And then, bah, the clothesline. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so cool. And so, uh, so I like, um, how do you say? Um, it takes so much from you also, you know, like then, then you, you, the athleticism, you know? Like then you then he bumps and did those guys bumping on the apron all the time? They ring out, ring in, ring out, ring in. It's just like, and and in between you have beautiful just basics, you know, and the storytelling. It's just uh, uh, 
it's nice because you talk about like the i think it's i think it's called the flare flop or the flare flip when he goes that yeah. bit that you watched over and over and it's then there is like a, a a beautiful poetry a beautiful motion to the way he does it and and, and i'm i'm in mind now of the first time the what what so I'd seen you before. I've, I've, I've known of you for a while, but there was a particular thing that caught my eye more recently, which was the the thing that did the rounds, which was the toxic spider spear, where you roll onto your arms on the back and you crawl along on your arms and legs backwards, uh, sort of Bray Wyatt esque for those who haven't seen it. And then you sort of peel upwards. You sort of like like almost like you roll upwards, and it's a a really beautiful motion, in, in, all in one swift move. You just suddenly upright. And then within a blink of an eye, a spear has happened. And that is all like, and, and, and it puts me, it's, and I love the fact that you mentioned how the flare flip in the corner was something that you just like, I need to rewind that. I need to rewind that. I need to rewind that. Cause I get that same energy from that move. Mm. Is that deliberate or do you think that's Ooh. happened by accident? No, that's happened by accident. I'd say for sure. But Mm. can you can you see what i mean yeah for sure and it's it's beautiful to hear it's like oh my god yes now that you say it of course it's just like i think i never thought about it that way also like let's 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 talk about something else i was so close to dropping that whole thing oh wow really? <laughs> like the whole yeah i was i was really close to net, not doing that move again like i i did it <clears throat> A little bit differently, but I, I've done it since my very first match, like my debut match in 2017. It's like going in the bridge, turning over and then spear, you know. Um, but before I joined Stardom, I was I was like, I was thinking, ah, maybe it doesn't, maybe it's something that doesn't fit the company, you know, maybe it's not, you know, I don't know. I don't know what got into my head. And then I talked to some people and they were like, dude, this is the coolest, this is the coolest thing. You can't drop that. That's That's absurd. Are you stupid? And then I talked to some stardom people and they were like, yeah, maybe, mm, I don't know, maybe it doesn't fit. And I was like, oh, that's what I thought. Nah. Uh, and then right before the match, I was like, hey, there's this thing I, I you know, I kind of, there's this thing I do, you know? And they were like, hey, that sounds, that sounds cool. Just do it, you know? And then it blew, then it blew up on the internet, you know? So, um, yeah, so close. So close to never yeah. doing it again. Were you, were you surprised when you <clears throat> when that move happened? Did you when did you realize that all of a sudden, like the internet was 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 popping for for the the spider spear? <clears throat> I I mean I I know it's like also in Japan. Obviously, everybody always pops, and it's always the thing that people remember from a match, right? This is the it's it's one of the big like oh oh you know oh what's this? Never seen it before. Also, you know. Um, and then, I mean, th that day was just crazy, you know, like once I got out of the ring, I was like, I was on fire and I knew I had just absolutely nailed it, you know? <laughs> so, um, so when I got out, you know, I was like, whoa, crazy, you know, just, hey, 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 can't wait to get back in the ring. And then I just got on Twitter and then everything is just like, like, what is going on? You guys, you people crazy. And then, you know. And then somebody just, um, you know, the GIF was out there and then people saying, you know, Tickler is my favorite wrestler, you know, who else? And then everybody's like, me, me, me. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I mean, I knew, I knew that there was going to be a buzz. That was, I mean, without uh, trying to sound like an asshole, 
<laughs> I knew it was gonna, there was gonna be something, but I didn't expect that. Um, absolutely not. So I, but I was, I was also lucky because just the angle that they shot this, it was just, it's just so beautiful, you know, and just the way Tom is going down, you know, just perfect. And then it's just very, it's, I mean, every time I do it, it's pretty, but that one is, was especially pretty, you know? So, yeah, it's a it good one. definitely might've helped with, 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 uh, um, with the word getting out there that, this one's in the game now. <laughs> it, it absolutely did. Um, you, you've you've been in the game as part uh, as part of Stardom for for a while now, as well as Ice Ribbon, where you uh, you lived in the dojo for a few years. But when when did the decision come? Can you remember the when you made the decision? I'm leaving Austria. I'm moving to Japan to pursue this. Can you remember when you made that decision? Um. <clears throat> okay. So. Um... Um, when I did my first tour in 2019, I was in Japan first time, 2017, 18, like for two weeks. And that's when I had my first match in Japan ever it was an underground match. And that was like, kind of, they were like, oh, oh good. But I was super green. I was, that was my fourth match ever. And um, then half a year later, I came back. Or well, it was a little bit longer. I think in 2019 I came back and then did my first tour with Ice Ribbon, six weeks, and um, that was so intense and so good. And at that point, before that, I had only wrestled like a couple of matches, maybe 12, 15 or something. And that time with Ice Ribbon was so intense, and I just felt I loved, I liked Japan a lot before, but that's when I really fell in love with the culture and being there and just the intensity and being able to only focus on wrestling I was just I that was just so good and then I went back to Austria I was still studying so I was like okay well I'm just I'm just gonna wrap this up now I've been studying for like six years so so I'm just gonna get my master's degree and uh, just go back to Japan I was like this was in my mind you know I just want to go back there even if it's just for six weeks and then we're gonna see what happens you know um I don't know. I think this first tour was really like, like going to the dojo, like coming there the first day, first time ever in the dojo. I liked it right away. Like this, there's like, it smells a certain way. And, you know, and it's a little bit, you know, like dojo style, like everything is a little bit run down and there's weights and I have this little room and there's only, I'm only here for that. Because I'm, I'm a person I get, I like, I love a lot of things. Like I like music. I like, you know, I like drawing things and arts and whatever, you know, but when I went there, I was just, it was just being there and wrestling. And that was so good. That was so fun. Everything, everything about it. It was, it just smelled in the air. It's weird. I was like, this is so good. This is so me. And then I went back, finished my shit, went back to Japan. And then Corona happened. And I was <laughs> hey! like, okay, this is a chance. Hey, this is a chance. I'm staying, people. I think this is good. So, it, yeah. Uh, what's your and what's it's your, good <laughs> what's what's your master's degree in i have a master in uh transmedia art it's like media art sound all you know mixed media what were you if had wrestling not been a thing what would you have done with that masters i would be well i was also i, I was all over the place like either i'd be in a in a very 
famous rock band now, <laughs> or um, I'd be working as an artist or a graphic designer, something like that. Probably doing a lot of things at the same time, but like a freelance artist, I'd say, or something completely different. Who you never know with me. Is that something that you still sort of dabble in from time to time on a more casual basis? I know you said you enjoy art. Is it something that is now done more for leisure? Or is that something that you could still possibly do I, in a business sense? I do it all the time, really. Like I I always I design all my merch myself, you know, all the designs you see, like 90% of that, you know. Um, and I draw every now and then. You know, I might have an exhibition coming up this year. Sometimes I'm like, I'm being represented by a gallery. So I always like to keep busy also outside of the ring because um, it inspired, like things outside of the ring inspire me to do different things in the ring as well. You know, like my mind, I like to think outside of the box and always keep busy. So definitely still going to keep on doing art and drawing and shit. How did it come about that you would get an exhibit? of your art um i don't know i'm just i just i go out i talk to people i speak japanese now so i just you know and people like once i i step into any place people are like huh <laughs> who's that <laughs> what is this this small european looking muscular girl who speaks japanese doing in like a like a divey bar somewhere in like the the artsy part of tokyo you know and they like like I usually get I, I quickly get into conversations with people and then at some point I met a gallerist and he was like here's my cards you know here I have I have an exhibition coming up in two days and I went there and it's like and there was like punk people there too so it just all made sense you know it's like uh, and then then they were just like hey uh, you're a genius let's do an exhibition and I was like yeah okay. <laughs> It's all people, isn't it? It's all getting out and it's all meeting people. It's throwing yourself into yeah. the culture yeah. and, and making love, that magic for you. Exactly. Like I love I love people. Like I love I love communicating with people. That's why I, you know, put a lot of effort into learning Japanese as well. You know, I just just like to talk to them. I like to make things happen, you know. Um, I don't like to be bored. So and I, I like to go out, you know. Like it's uh, you know, rock and roll. It's out there, not not at home, you know. <laughs> what's um what's what's a, a good night out for you uh, in Japan, Thakla? Um, because because you're in Osaka at the moment. Will there be a night out on the cards, or is it all work, work, work no. at the moment? No, when I'm when I'm when I'm like I don't uh, drink before matches. I don't go out before matches because it's too dangerous. If I have one or two drinks, I'm just like. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, let's go. You know, <laughs> it's too. It's like um, I'm a professional now. I can't do this sort of stuff. You know, so um, not here. Here, I really I try to chill and just prepare for my matches. Uh, but uh, during the week, if I don't have anything crazy up, you know, coming up the next day, I like to meet my friends somewhere in Tokyo, and then we usually maybe we do a little bit of work first and then then we just go to like a like a nice divey bar and have a couple of drinks and then go to the next bar and have another drink and then we just hop we, we bar hop you know if i miss my last train then and japan's crazy you know there's no night buses or anything then i'm just like well 
guess uh, we're gonna do this until five five a.m. You know, <laughs> so it's uh, it's just like like a typical night out. We we would be hitting um, for uh, three or four bars, and um, right now it's it's like like last week I went with some friends and and uh, you know it's just on the street people are like hey champion <laughs> it's like, uh. who are you <laughs> you know it's crazy like it was like people hey champion and in Japanese it's like I've probably met them before but it's like hey thanks <laughs> so this is uh this is they they know me already I'm, a, I'm an icon <laughs> <laughs> just what can I say I'm an icon <laughs> What can I say? I like that. It's a who is um okay on one of these legendary night out nights out. Um, Mister Night Bus, no, no night buses. Mister Last Train. We're on till five. Um, who is somebody that you that you're you're friends with over there that you would want as as a as a as a second for those nights? Who is who on a night out? If someone if someone you know who if they're on a night out, it's going to be a good night out. Who are we talking about? You mean from the from from the other wrestlers? Yeah. Um, Julia, actually. Okay. <laughs> if you know Julia, yeah, Julia. Julia is pretty fun. Like uh, sometimes, sometimes, like outside of outside of uh, wrestling, we uh, we go for drinks. Uh, we we do karaoke or something, and uh, just talk about all sorts of stuff. Julia is pretty fun. I mean, that's my choice now because people who are listening might know her as well. So we we met in 2019 for the first time and she didn't know English. I didn't know Japanese, but we just connected right away. Like uh, we just had, I think it's also because she's half Italian. Like she kind of, you know, she kind of uh, understand, she kind of easily would understand what I meant and the other way around, you know, and we're the same age. So, so we have this weird, I don't know, weird connection um, from the very beginning. So I would I would take her I would take her out yeah we go out like once a week or once in two weeks if we're not too busy. Nice, I like that. What do um what do people back home make of of, of you being away and, and making that decision to leave Austria uh, for for Japan? Like, what's how do people back home feel about it? They're jealous. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm being I'm being a dick. Um, they are they are very. They are very proud. I mean, now especially with the with the buzz happening this year, it's crazy really. Um, these days, I got like the biggest newspaper in Austria. It's like I got a message right away. It's like, hey, we want to do a cover story about you. I was like, okay. And then that that came out, and there was a huge buzz. It was a super popular like uh, like a uh, thing on the internet. Like three hundred comments. You know, people kind of already knew me like because of because of wrestling and like and being in bands and arts and stuff but I wasn't that big obviously but people are like whoa who is that you know um and then and then tv called they were like hey can we do a zoom interview and then like do a little like a bit about you and then last week I was on tv like just about you know so and then and then people are like hey we want to write a book about you it's like what <laughs> what do you want to do why do you want to I'm like my career like my wrestling career this is not even five years right so so it's like what, what kind of books do you want to write about me and it's like people like hey how about we do a movie documentary about you it's like what <laughs> <laughs> sure I mean um people are going crazy back at home yeah they they love it I mean at first 
they were always like, hey, this is so cool. You get to be in Japan and, you know, you get to wrestle. This is so, like, nobody does that, you know? I mean, you have to understand in, Aust- in Austria, wrestling is really not big, you know? Like, there's, just, I think, there's that you and I, Volta, I think, in terms of yeah, Austrian yeah. representation. Yeah, Gunther, you mean. I don't know oh, who you're apologies, talking about. Apologies, Gunther. I forgot. We've, he's, been re- <laughs> he's the guy from Friends now. I forgot. Um, Poor man. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the two of us. But when I started, there were like six females doing wrestling, you know. It was really not big. It's such a niche. And now people are like, um, what is wrestling? This looks kind of crazy. This is cool. You know, and then they hear my story and how, how I've been around and everything. And they're like, well, this is very interesting. Um, we've never, nobody, nobody has ever led a life like that from Austria, you know. I mean, it's like... To, to the people it's like unheard of so people are entertained excited and enthusiastic about me being here i guess and what's amazing is when people discover like when when people just discover the the the, the lineage of the belt that you currently hold you know held by people like be priestly and eo shirai yeah. and storm and jamie yeah. hater yeah <laughs> There's, there's a, it's a big, that's the, you know, they're big shoes to fill, but also there are a selection of people who made uh, this, this wonderful name for themselves and built themselves in Japan and then took on, uh, took on the West, went to America, went back to the UK. Um, are there conversations or is it things that you've thought about, about doing anything over in America or doing stuff in the UK? um of course everybody like the new american fans are all like okay when you're coming to aw hello (laughs) you know so so i get that a lot um i if if i hadn't i like i had plans on doing like an america tour last year but it was it's just too difficult with covid right like it was just impossible and uk too like i like some of my good friends are from from like the north you know and they invited me you know and obviously i i always wanted to be part of pro wrestling eve you know so that's the sort of stuff i wanted to do back then right now i mean hey i just got here so i'm really trying to focus on stardom i think to be honest stardom when it comes to women's wrestling is really the best out there right now without trying to talk well about my company but it is everybody says so and it's truth it's only getting better right now um of course, there are strong women, women's divisions somewhere else, but um, for what I want to do and the style that I like, this is the best place to be right now. So, but in the future, yeah, for sure. I love to travel. I've, I've lived all over the place and I, it's, it's like a bad habit I can't get rid of. I'm eventually going to go somewhere else at some point and then come back and then go again. You know, it's just, just how I do it. Let's get to your third and final match for your DVD. It's been Anoki and Muta. We've got Steamboat and Flair. What are we finishing on, Thecla? Um, we're finishing off with Julia versus Mayu Iwatani, which uh, was just uh, going on in, in January 29th when I got the belt. Um, I'm choosing that because, I don't know, um, Muta... Ric Flair, that's like old school stuff, right? Um, and I wanted, it's like, it, that match, I was at ringside, right? I had just gotten the belt and I was seconding for Julia, obviously. And um, I saw that match and it's just, it's just one of the best matches I've seen in recent times. It was just, I was just so excited to see it. 
those two girls were ex- so extremely good. I was just like so moved, like, whoa, that's how you do wrestling. You know, I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. That is so brilliant and it was so exciting. And it was just, uh, I, you know, and then 20 minutes had passed, you know, and it was like, and then 30 minutes had passed. All of a sudden it's like, I want to see more. You can't stop here. It's not, you can't do a time limit draw after this, you know, like, and only like, it was, it was just getting out and they kept, they kept on, you know, topping and topping and topping and being so harsh with each other. It was just brilliant. And then in the end, uh, Julia's just, you know, she's lying, um, in the ring and Mayu is just barely getting up on the on the turnbuckle right to do a moonsault to do a second moonsault and she's just like about to fall off and Julia's just on the ground she's just like come on come on you know and then Mayu like after 20 seconds of just like you know and then she does the moonsault and something happened but she somehow sliced Julia's like chin and you just saw the blood just like coming out of it. I was like, holy shit, she broke her jaw or something. I don't know what had happened. But it was all like, there was blood everywhere. It was crazy. And it's like, I mean, it's obviously horrifying. And I was super like, you know, this emotion came up. It's, you know, crazy thing that happens when you, when you mix, uh, you know, I don't know, when the reality just hits so hard. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, holy shit, is she going to be okay? You know? And, and then the match was over and then, and then I could see, oh, she's fine. You know, it's nothing. It's just, it's just a cut, you know, but it was just, I was moved to tears. I was like, holy shit, those girls are so badass, you know, (laughs) and I'm so, so, so proud to be working with them. And I can't wait to get on that level. Um, When you, so did you know going into that match as you were walking down to be, you know, the the second for that match, did you know that you were about to, watch a banger did you like did you know how good it was going to be no i i thought it was going to be really good i really like julia's style and i like maya's style as well maya's has been um doing it for so many years she's just perfected it and i i like julia's intensity so much like julia's just maybe my favorite wrestler in stardom so I was I was looking at it. It's like this is probably gonna be really really good, and then it turned out to be oh this was amazing, like really really, just one of the best matches I've seen in recent times. And just so like like how do you say? I I just saw it and I was like ah, that's how you do it, you know ah, okay okay I get it now, you know, so. Well, it's stuff you can put yeah. into practice uh, as as the as the undisputed champion of stardom. Uh, the the date today that this is going out, Wednesday, the sixteenth of February. What is coming up for you in the next coming weeks that we really want to shout about? Well, I um, we I have a title match coming up on Sunday again. So by the time this airs, uh, we're gonna know how it you know how it turned out to be um it's probably gonna be a banger mm-hmm. and yeah that's gonna be interesting for sure it's gonna be against uh saki kashima and yeah i can't wait for that the 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 we've had some we've had a good singles match already so i can't i'm, I'm gonna i'm looking very much forward to to defending my title against her 
And then after that, we've had this massive, crazy invasion by prominence. I don't know, like people who watch uh, Stardom know about it because it was like it was all over the news. It was huge. And this is crazy because uh, those are all star uh, ice ribbon girls, right? Like only four months ago, I was still in the same company with them. We were we were, you know on a regular basis having matches together and then since then everything has changed so much it's crazy so um i think this month is going to be very interesting because we're going to have Seradisa and Fujitakane against me and Shuri and i'm really really looking forward to that match um sometime around the end of february and yeah definitely buzzed for that this is going to be very interesting because it has like tons of background you know and some bad blood maybe even and if people want to keep up to date with with everything else that's going on with you how can people find you online where can they go and they can go to twitter of course uh, that is toxic underscore tekla uh, t-h-e-k-l-a and then there's instagram it's the same thing toxic underscore tekla and I'm on Facebook too, but I don't really use that anymore. I think, and then the rest is just on YouTube and stardom, obviously. So everywhere else, just search for that. I want to everywhere end on this else. one. I want to end on this one because it's uh, a, a chance for you to talk to your your younger self. So let's go back in time. We're going back to uh, that 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 rock venue. Oh, what's happening in this room? There's blood <laughs> everywhere. There's chickens everywhere. Um, you're walking into that room uh, and you can go back there with all the knowledge that you have now and give your younger self one little bit of advice. What advice would you give them? It's silly, but protect your neck. Protect your neck? How is that silly? Protect your neck. As long as you wrap it, that's fine. Um, no, no. It's, I, think, I think that, yeah, that's the first thing I'd say. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> I wouldn't understand obviously what I'm talking about um and then the other thing is just 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 go out there and be yourself and try to have fun just try to have fun because sometimes you know sometimes things get difficult and and you know the pressure is high but if you get in the right mind space you know mindset and you just remember hey you're here you're on this planet to have a good time you know then it's then it's usually, and when you manage to get there, you know, then it's usually fine. Don't overthink, you know, just do it. Just do it and protect your neck. <laughs> do it, protect your <laughs> neck, <clears throat> have a good time, be mindful yes. of, of be mindful of chicken blood. I think those are four things. Yes, that too. Hold you in great yeah. stead. And then you're good. <laughs> those four things, you're good. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 